A former Williamson County judge and his wife are dead after a shooting early this morning. Who police took into custody for the crime? And a panel of judges deciding if former President Trump is immune from prosecution. The arguments for and against prosecuting him for the efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Good afternoon. After the chill we had today, we'll warm up for the next couple of days. But big change comes early next week, and I'll detail it all in first warning weather. A former Williamson County district judge and his wife killed overnight. Officials taking their son into custody for their murders. We start with this devastating news. I'm Britt Moreno. I'm Daniel Marine. This all happened at a home north of Georgetown off of County Road 317. Uh, officials say former district court judge Bert Carnes and his wife Susan Carnes were found dead by authorities around midnight. Their son, 45-year-old Seth Carnes, has been charged with capital murder. The sheriff's office says they got a call from 911 about the shooting. When they arrived, they found Carnes, who investigators said admitted to the shooting and killing his parents after a disagreement that escalated. Seth Carnes is now being held in the Williamson County Jail without bond, charged with capital murder. Those that knew the family say they are shocked by these murders. County Judge Bill Gravel said in a statement, Carnes was a committed public servant, respected jurist, and beloved community member. The city of Austin announced earlier today that it is going to open its overnight cold weather shelters. Registration for the shelter is from 6 to 8 tonight at one Texas center and is open to anyone who needs a warm place to stay. Now, we do want to know how cold we're going to get, so let's get over to Rich Siegel for the full forecast. Rich. Thank you, Britt. Good afternoon, all. We are looking at a sunny sky across the area now. It's been very pretty all day long, and you can see the same views that we're seeing here in the weather office. KXAN.com, click on the weather tab and then go to sponsored webcams and you'll see a view like this at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center. Temperature 53 degrees will be clear tonight. Temperatures dropping into the 30s. In Austin, 53 too, with a west-northwest wind under 10 as the wind speeds continue to lower. The humidity is down to 24% at this hour and the humidity levels will come up a little bit during the evening. It is low to mid-50s for a good portion of our area. The upper 50s across some of uh, Caldwell, <clears throat> and uh, Fayette County's 59 right now at Luling. And as we look to the wind gusts, well, they are finally starting to subside after some wind gusts last night in the mid and upper 40s to a 59 at Burnett. Right now, we're getting a few gusts in 20 to 25. Still to come, we'll give you the latest pollen count. We'll talk about two cold fronts, and the second of which gives us a freeze for next week. You'll want to stay tuned for that. Daniel. All right, Rich, thank you very much. The investigation into a massive explosion at a Fort Worth hotel that injured nearly two dozen people is in full swing. Federal authorities are looking into what they believe was a gas explosion yesterday afternoon. Officials confirmed today that search and rescue efforts have ended. Authorities say 21 people were injured, 14 were taken to the hospital, four of them in serious condition and one in critical condition. U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin has been diagnosed with prostate cancer. According to a statement from Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, Austin underwent a minimally invasive surgery to treat the cancer on December 22nd, but then had to return to the hospital on New Year's Day due to complications. In a briefing today, the Pentagon press secretary told reporters that Austin continues to make progress and is in good condition. The Pentagon is facing scrutiny for not immediately notifying top officials, including the president, about the situation.
Family and friends gathered to say their final farewells to longtime Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson. Johnson's funeral was held in Dallas this morning after three days of services honoring her life and her legacy. Vice President Kamala Harris and former President Bill Clinton were among a list of dignitaries who delivered tributes to the late Congresswoman. She died on New Year's Eve at the age of 89. Johnson is being remembered as a trailblazer who served her country and the people of Texas for 30 years. She will be buried at the Texas State Cemetery tomorrow here in Austin. A three-judge panel heard arguments today over whether former President Trump should be immune from prosecution for his efforts to try and overturn the 2020 election results and his role on January 6th. Now, Trump appeared in court in Washington, D.C. this morning, and once again, he slammed what he calls a political prosecution. NBC's Alice Barr reports. A tense face-off today as former President Trump sat across a D.C. courtroom from special counsel Jack Smith, seeking to have the federal election interference case against him thrown out. The Trump legal team arguing the former president should have absolute immunity from prosecution because he was acting within his official presidential duties when he tried to overturn the results of the 2020 election, culminating in the January 6th Capitol attack. A president has to have immunity. And the other thing is I did nothing wrong. Appearing before a panel of three federal appeals court judges, Mr. Trump's lawyers argued it would dampen a president's power to make controversial decisions if he or she had to worry about future prosecution. Your Honor, to authorize the prosecution of a president for his official acts would open a Pandora's box from which this nation may never recover. But the judges, two appointed by President Biden, one by former President George H.W. Bush, appeared skeptical, repeatedly pressing the Trump team over the limits of their arguments, including the assertion that a president could only be prosecuted if he were first impeached and found guilty by the Senate. Could a president who ordered SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached, would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first. So, so your answer is... Is, no. is my answer is qualified yes. Prosecutors flatly reject the absolute immunity argument. The president has a unique constitutional role, but he is not above the law. And they maintain that the allegations against Mr. Trump, including scheming to enlist fake electors, are far from a president's official duties. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. And the appeals court judges are hearing this case on an expedited schedule, so they could rule quickly, possibly in time for the trial to go ahead as scheduled in March. But there is a strong likelihood that the ruling either way will be appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. A U.S. senator says he is not stepping down despite being accused of bribery. New York Democrat Bob Menendez took to the Senate floor to defend himself today. The federal indictment against Menendez alleges the senator accepted bribes in exchange for positive statements about the nation of Qatar to help a New Jersey developer get a multi-million dollar investment from a company tied to the country. In a nearly 20-minute speech on the Senate floor, Menendez said he is innocent and that there is no evidence of some of the more bombastic allegations against him. After 50 years of public service, this is not how I wanted to celebrate my golden jubilee. But I have never violated the public trust. I have been a patriot for and of my country. Now Menendez has been charged with three different conspiracy charges.
A half-decade-long legal battle over cash bail is officially over. According to our partners at the Texas Tribune, the U.S. Supreme Court has decided not to review an appeal in the case of Daves versus Dallas County, which could have a ripple effect here in Texas and even nationally. Now, the case was originally filed in federal district court in 2018 by criminal defendants who argued the county's pretrial detention system discriminates against defendants who can't afford bail. A district court judge agreed and issued a temporary order saying the county's post-arrest procedures routinely violate the constitutional rights of inmates who can't afford to pay for release. The Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals said Supreme Court precedent requires federal courts to abstain from changing state bail bond procedures. And because the Supreme Court has declined to review the case, that ruling will stand. Well, one of the deadliest roads in Central Texas may soon be getting a makeover. TxDOT is proposing a $145 million improvement project for FM 812. The project would run from Highway 183 in Travis County to SH 21 in Bastrop County. Proposed improvements could include widening the highway to two lanes in each direction, as well as eliminating the 90-degree curves on FM 973. TxDOT data shows more than 1,400 crashes within the project limits from 2013 to 2022. The department is hosting an in-person and virtual meeting on Thursday for people to learn more about this proposal. Our digital reporter Kelsey Thompson has more on that meeting and the project itself over at KXAN.com. A European science body says we're close to hitting a dangerous threshold. What the hottest year in recorded history means. Plus huge swaths of the U.S. hit with major storms. How people around the country are dealing with snow and tornadoes. And a plan to put man on the moon again delayed. How long it could be before the moon has visitors again. A major scientific body agrees 2023 was the hottest year on record, showing the planet moved closer to breaking a critical warming threshold. Now, according to the European Union's Copernicus Climate Change Service, or C3S, last year was the warmest 12-month period in global temperature data, stretching back to 1850. Now, scientists said 2023 was also the first time on record that every day within a year surpassed 1 degree Celsius, or about 1.35 degrees Fahrenheit, above pre-industrial revolution levels. This new record puts Earth in touching distance of the critical warming threshold of 1.5 degrees Celsius, which could lead to an increase in extreme weather events and cause a mass coral reef die-off. Scientists say the burning of fossil fuels is the chief driver of this climate crisis. Around 2,000 migrants from the caravan that had been broken up at the beginning of January are resuming their journey to the U.S. border through southern Mexico. The group has been part of a greater caravan of around 6,000 people, which set off on Christmas Eve, right before a high-level meeting between Mexico and the United States. On January 2nd, authorities disbanded the group when migrants voluntarily agreed to be transferred to different migration facilities to process their cases. When the group realized they wouldn't be given humanitarian visas or documents that allowed them through the country, like other caravans, they regrouped. Well, ice storms and tornadoes hitting states all over the country, the damage people are facing in the wake of winter weather. We forecast a high of 56 degrees today. 56 was the high today at Camp Mabry. It was one degree warmer at the airport there. The high was 57. We're going to be talking about some cold air heading in our direction and when it gets here in just a few minutes. 
Mother Nature is throwing everything it's got at much of the country right now, from snow and ice to tornadoes and heavy rain. Millions are dealing with severe weather, and forecasters warn this could last for days. NBC's Jay Gray has a closer look. A violent mix of severe weather, snow, flooding rains, high winds and tornadoes causing major problems and a real mess right now from the center of the country through the East Coast. Listen, fighting with nature is not easy. More than 40 million under a severe storm threat, snow piling up in Iowa, at least a dozen tornadoes ripping across Florida, some of the worst of the damage in Panama City, buildings crumbling, debris scattered for miles. While in Louisiana, high winds and heavy rains shifting streets to rushing streams with two feet of water or more. Families stocking up on supplies, preparing to ride out the storm. So I just thought I'd come out, have my breakfast and stop and get me some groceries. Go home. Waiting and watching like so many to see what comes next. Relative to Mother Nature, we cannot control what she does. What we can't control is how we respond to what has happened. Forecasters warning, the severe weather could continue in some areas for several days. Jay Gray, NBC News. And here in Central Texas, look at this. We saw some powerful winds last night into this morning. Check out what it did to this Exxon station. This is near Menchaca Road and wow. at 1626. It looks like those powerful gusts brought down the covering that's over the gas pumps. Mm -hmm. Our cameras saw crews out there trying to get it back upright and get it out of the way. Yikes. Wow. We know many folks didn't have power because mm -hmm. of the wind and that's we right. had trees that were down, that's falling correct. branches. This was pretty wild what came through. The wind advisory that we talked about yesterday did verify because we had several locations in the hill country mm -hmm. that had wind gusts in excess of 50 miles per hour topped by a 59 gust at Burnett and 53 at Lano. Wow. In Austin, our highest gusts were 46 at the airport and 44 at Camp Mabry, and uh, most of these stronger gusts were from I-35 into the Hill Country. We need a break, Rich. We're getting a break now, <laughs> but then those stronger winds will be back tomorrow. But we won't have gusts in the 50s tomorrow, but likely uh, upper 20s to low 30s. We take a live look from the Ewald Kubota weather camera up in beautiful Georgetown. Temperatures are in the 50s across the area now. For the evening, uh, right now, most of our temperatures in the low to mid 50s. By 7 o'clock, we're all in the 40s. And then by 9 o'clock, some upper 30s to low 40s under a clear sky. Well, this morning, we had a high amount of cedar that dropped off into medium levels during the late morning and early afternoon. And then late this afternoon, the count came down even more. And so now we're looking at a low count for cedar trending south. That's good, but I think with strong winds again tomorrow, that count will come up at some point during the afternoon. Molds are low as well. Temperatures cooling from the 50s now to mostly the 30s tomorrow morning. There could be a few in the low 40s, but I think all of us will be in the 30s. And then daytime highs on Wednesday afternoon with that southwest wind will peak in the upper 60s to a few low 70s. All right, we fast forward to Thursday. Tomorrow's going to be sunny. Thursday starts out clear, but then we see increasing clouds and a chance of rain Thursday night. Maybe a few thunderstorms, but right now mostly rain. And then the front races across the area, takes the rain out before sunrise on Friday, and that leaves Friday afternoon with a sunny sky. Friday will be just like today. Sunshine, temperatures in the 50s. We have a marginal strong severe weather risk from Williamson and Travis counties eastward into Bastrop, Milam, Lee, and Fayette counties. This is for Thursday night as the showers and storms come across the area. Rain totals, just a few hundredths of an inch. Now, the bigger change is coming late in the weekend. Here comes another front coming out of New Mexico. It lands in Texas 
uh, early Sunday morning, gets into central Texas late Sunday afternoon into Sunday night. As it passes, it delivers a very strong northwest wind, and temperatures will drop sharply behind it. The strong winds will be just like we had last night, with gusts around 35 to 45. So dry tomorrow, actually dry until Thursday night, and then Friday will be dry. Our warmest day will be 72. I'm going to take you all the way to the end of this forecast period, because that's what I really want you to pay attention to. After highs in the upper 50s to low 60s for the weekend, we drop into the low to mid-20s on Monday morning. That's at Martin Luther King Day. The afternoon will be partly cloudy, but look at that high, 37. And if that's all we get in Austin, that means low to mid 30s for highs and wind chills in the teens and 20s on Monday afternoon. Tuesday morning, we drop into the upper half of the teens with some single digit and maybe sub-zero wind chills. And then Tuesday afternoon sunshine and we warm, if you want to call it that, into the upper 30s to low 40s. Best to be prepared. Coming up, NASA facing a major delay in their hope to send humans back to the moon. Why they're stuck down on Earth for a few more years. Tonight on News Nation Exclusive, National Correspondent Robert Sherman brings us inside the Gaza tunnels. Go with our cameras and see the massive infrastructure Hamas built underground firsthand. Tonight on Elizabeth Vargas Reports, only on News Nation. Then, Jeffrey Epstein's brother claims the feds are covering up evidence related to his brother's death. An unreleased 911 call, a questionable time of death. Was it suicide or was it murder? He talks to Leland tonight on On Balance. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. Right now, where loose and missing bolts are leading investigators in their hunt for answers in the mid-air depressurization of that Alaska jet. Also, we look at police field drug tests and why so many lead to wrongful convictions ahead on Nightly News. Well, here at KXAN, we are dedicated to bring you accurate information. And earlier, we said Bob Menendez, the senator accused of bribery, was representing New York. He represents New Jersey. We do apologize for that error. Humanity's return to our closest stellar neighbor is going to have to wait a little while longer. NASA announced it is postponing putting astronauts back on the moon until at least 2026. The agency says the delay to the Artemis missions is due to technical and safety reasons. This news comes as the first U.S. mission to land spacecraft on the moon in decades was scrapped. We told you last night, Astrobotic Technology, the private company behind the lander, said a fuel leak on the spacecraft spelled doom for the latest endeavor. Humans haven't been on the moon since 1972. JetBlue will soon see a historic change in leadership. CEO Robin Hayes will step down next month to be replaced by current COO Joanne Garrity. She will become the first woman to lead a major U.S. airline. The departure comes as JetBlue tries to acquire budget carrier Spirit Airlines, a nearly $4 billion combination the New York-based carrier argues will help it grow and better compete against larger rivals like Delta and United. Well, well, coming up tonight on KXAN, we have new episodes of Night Court and Extended Family beginning at 7, and then it's Al uh, La Brea, followed by a new episode of Found, and then you can join us here for KXAN News at 10. You can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin, and here is where to find us over the air or through your television provider.